Hello everyone, welcome to Real Stuff with me, Hunter Johnson. We live in an interesting time for masculinity. It's an inflection point, we might say. The script we've inherited from our fathers and grandfathers is being questioned. Whether it's the increasing rates of mental illness, loneliness, education dropout rates, incarceration rates or domestic violence, it's clear something needs to change. So we have to ask ourselves, are the models of masculinity we've inherited working for us? Who do we look to for role modelling and inspiration? What does modern masculinity actually look like? And how do we embody this without losing our favourite masculine traits? The Real Stuff podcast creates a space for these messy and imperfect conversations to explore modern masculinity and so much more. I hope you have a laugh, shed a tear and learn something as we explore these edgy yet important topics. This is our first ever episode of The Potty and I couldn't have done it with two better blokes, Dill Buckley and Dan Gorinch. These guys are a formidable pair. You may know them from their very successful podcast, Dill and Friends and List Cloggers, or even their very successful AFL careers. I've always loved them for how funny they are, but what impressed me most this episode was their genuine authenticity. We have a few big laughs, but we also go deep on mateship, on moving through dark times, our relationships with our fathers and partners, and how to deal with pressure. This one is an absolute cracker full of courage, of humour and vulnerability. I have a huge, huge amount of respect for these two and I hope you enjoy it. Fellas, how good to be here. This is the inaugural First Ever Stuff podcast. Yes. And I've got Dan, I've got Dill and I've said it the wrong way. Yeah, right. I was going to say, that's actually, no, that's no. good. That's, uh, that's Dan. I'll be Dill. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, actually, I'm not Dill. I've got Dill. I'm Dill. All right, I can't yeah. be nervous. Yeah. Um, well, fellas, first thing I actually want to say is thank you. Um, you've played a massive role in our stuff journey uh, over the last few months, I would say. We yeah. launched stuff in Feb and I've been on the podcast twice. Yeah, you have, you're two On Dylan Friends podcast. On is, Dylan this, Friends. No, this, is, this, this is the OG podcast. This, now. Is, this is a new one. This is new. And so I'm just hoping that this podcast doesn't become a list clogger on uh, <laughs> the <laughs> podcast channel. No, it won't be. Yeah. <laughs> this will be all time. This is good. But I think this is a really cool opportunity. Um, you guys have obviously built extraordinary um, brands that I know a lot of my mates froth listening to you guys. And I thought this is an amazing opportunity just to kind of flip the narrative back onto you two. Some of our listeners are obviously pretty familiar with you guys. Some of them, this would be the first time hearing you. Just love probably kick it off with you, Dill. Yeah. Like, how would you just give a brief background on you personally? Oh, like, where you're up to in your life now? Jesus. Yeah, wow. Well, thank you so much, firstly, Hunter, for having us on. This is really rare. And I'm not saying that in a way, but like, Dan and I obviously do podcasts. Yeah. Like, we love hosting podcasts. We love having fun. But... I'm even a little bit nervous today. Like we never really get interviewed um, mm. f- separately, but never really together as well. So mm. it's a first for all of us today. Um, but yeah, little story about me. My name's Dylan. Um, I was a, a footballer. Used to play AFL. Well, actually, I used to play VFL, but I was on like the <laughs> AFL list. And yeah, I was played eight years in the AFL. So six years at Carlton, six years at the Giants. Twelve. Um, all up, it's good. Is that a, you know, <laughs> two, two a good years? start? Two years at the Giants. Sorry, should have been eight. And um, yeah, basically from there started a, you know a podcast, um, and then started another one with Dan, and you know one thing led to another, and we're here today, and we've um, we've done a fair bit, which has been crazy in the last sort of couple of years. Mm. But um, that's probably my journey in a very quick nutshell. Yeah, pretty similar. I think just just to start off with, thank you for having us on. Like you said. It's very aware that we're on this side. Mm. We don't really do any podcasts together. No. Um, I personally don't really do any podcasts, just not for any reason, but sometimes I don't feel comfortable with the narrative and how they control it, but mm. understanding obviously what you do with stuff and the message you want to get across is a great opportunity to jump on and 
try and put that funny mask down because we are, you know, we try and be funny. Mm. We're not want, mm. we're not funny, but we try. <laughs> um, so to to sit down and just talk about stuff a bit in deeper and see where it goes is 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 great. So thanks for having me. Um, my spiel, AFL former AFL player, uh, seven years in total, five at the Gold Coast Suns, two at Carlton. Um, that finished and then bounced around doing a whole lot of things, mm. commercial real estate, tradie. I went on Big Brother for some reason. Don't really know why, but went on there. Um, and then, yeah, the podcast came along and we mm. started doing that. Just literally just had it was an idea and said, let's just do it and see what happens. And 40 odd episodes now. 45, We've done yeah. 45, 45 and it's, yeah, we are amazed about what's happened, the community we have. So things have just gone up and up and up and pretty grateful for it all. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And where did you two first meet? Hmm. Oh, by the way, I feel like I'm the relationship counselor. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like, it's actually quite a funny story. We met, we met probably when I was, I reckon I would have been 15. Dan was 16. Mm. Um, he's he's a year older than me, and we actually met. Um, which is it's quite funny to actually hear this, and I, we don't like to give each other compliments too much, but. I don't know if this is sad, but obviously we got Liz Cogger's podcast, and we, our careers didn't go the way we wanted, and we make a lot of that. But mm. back in juniors, we were oh. quite like we were very fucking good. Like <laughs> yeah, we yeah, peaked so way good. too early. Like yeah. way too, we were playing in the Australian team together. Like you know, playing pretty well. And just yeah. to clarify, you were fifteen and he was sixteen. Yeah. So does yes. that make yeah. you better because you were younger? Well, yeah, well, I'd not say really. That. Just <laughs> different ages, different yeah, journeys. I'd say that. I'd say that. <laughs> I would say, up the yeah. same destination. Yeah. 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 Same spot we I up. would say that, yes. No. But does it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we, we played together in the AIS. Um, we, you know, did a lot of camps together, dance from South Australia, I'm from Victoria. So we'd catch up every now and then and I don't know if you know many South Australians, but they are like really strange yeah, people. And they're beautiful people. Like yeah, some of our listeners come from South Australia. And we love them. And we say that we love them. I am one of you guys. We love them equally. And have in their own way. And we say that every week. We love them. We do love them. Although. And they are unique individuals. And Dan would fit into that being a unique individual. And these South Australian kids would just... They would just they'd keep to themselves They're for probably the youths. first four or five yeah. camps. Um, first four or five camps, and I was you know I was quite I haven't really changed much. I'd speak too much, and um, one day we're on a bus in South oh. Africa actually, and <sighs> the story goes along the lines: Dan was probably the only person who hadn't really spoke. And I know we're we're not about toxic masculinity, but it's fair to say, in all seriousness, but I probably, we also grew up in that. We culture. have grown up. I probably so we was can talk about yeah. That. I probably was a bit of an idiot. Um, but also trying to You're just very invo- loud. I was probably trying to involve him as well. Yeah, yeah. Was there a little bit? Of toxic mass, yes, yes, it probably was. Well, you were just w- directing traffic, directing yeah. traffic. It's like yeah, speak yeah. up, say something. I was like, no, I'm really comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Sort of saying anything for four months. Respect, <laughs> respect <laughs> my boundaries. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And anyway, I made him get up in front of um, the whole bus at the in the AS and, and do a rap. Um, and when you say you made him get up, what what happened? Well, I just I think they just said, "Does anyone have any special talents?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm, talk this, guy. this bloke hasn't spoken. This bloke has not spoken. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a good rapper. And anyway, he had to get out the front, do a bit of beatboxing and rapping. And I would say that from that moment, it really helped him, you actually know, did. get out of his yeah. comfort. People, you yeah, know, yeah. actually started going. Mm. So, um, yeah, that would, that's the first memories. Yeah, nice. Nailed it. How was that for you, as like the silent kid, also coming oh. into like a AIS team, which is uh, yeah, which yeah. is like pretty heavily probably you know Victorian based, yeah. as like the outsider coming in. Yeah, what was that experience like for you? Wild. Like I'm <laughs> from country SA, so like that's quiet. Like you know, ten people max in the yeah. town. Like where I'm from, then 
you go on this camp and all of a sudden, like you think you're a decent football player and then like you're training oh, with Bucks yeah. and like Dylan Shields and all these other players yeah. who are just stars. Like they're playing yeah. Vic, so it's good competition. All got personalities, like yeah. all just, yeah, just amazing humans, loud, vibrant. And then I'm from this little quiet guy, like from Adelaide, and then getting pulled up to the front of the bus saying, <laughs> just beatbox and rap. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's just not going to happen. But to his credit, like it actually was the first time where probably gain a little bit of confidence mm. and i think from that moment forward i've never played like a better you gotta play games on this on this trip yeah. so you play against uh south african national team you play against sydney yep. on this tour that we went on yeah and since that trip maybe came out of my shell and it it helped with on my on-field stuff with footy nice so yeah it was crazy and scary but yeah really good and i guess that it's an interesting thing like around the peer pressure thing how sometimes it's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i'll do it and it's like sometimes we get kicked through these like portals Mm. um and it just has this growth on the other side but other times they could be entirely destructive like that could have been a massively traumatizing experience (laughs) for you you know know. like you think about at school like i grew up in a very masculine culture as well like we didn't call it toxic masculinity we didn't know that was the language around it was just banter and it was like work out who you needed to be and just like kind of police everyone else so that they stay in their part of the group yeah um but then to your credit man like look at the growth you've had in your life now Crazy. like it's it's actually quite extraordinary to think about the moment where you got flicked up the front of the bus and mm. then now like you know you've built an identity and a career out of it yeah I, and i guess you, you kind of and and years later flicked me again without really knowing he was putting me in the deep end I started doing some videos on Instagram and I'd always send them through Snapchat to deal. And mm. one day he was like, man, just start putting him up there. Like, see what happens, see what happens. And without actually knowing mm. who did that, probably started, you know, the growth of my own, it sounds weird to say, personal brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just because, yeah, being thrown in the deep end. And it's also like, for Australia, my experience of being like an Australian bloke is it's scary to put yourself out there with something creative yeah. and also being the funny guy. Like, you know, you got like, because guys are so quick to just slip little one-liner that mm. just like cuts you down, you know, and then yeah. it's like, oh, is it worth it? Mm. So then you just put it out there and then what happened for you? Well, it was well-received. Um, it started taking off straight away and then producing more and more and more. Mm. And I think some of the stuff I was posting was just relating with, males yeah um and then it just grew and grew into this big thing and then the big brother was a bit of fuel on the fire and that took off again to a, a bigger audience but back to your point like there are so many messages that i get daily still like mm. and back when i first started that was just blokes just cutting you down like why are you doing this why are you posting yeah. this you're a flog yeah as like super tough to be like well what am i doing this for there's no i'm not getting anything out of this at the moment like i'm getting a few followers that yeah. you know are coming on board but i'm not getting paid for any of this like i'm just getting really yeah. abused and likes yeah so it was really tough but you push through that and then you and i still today would get the odd message here or there yeah telling us what they think of us um but still part of it now yeah. i'm pretty numb to it and it's like the the keyboard warriors right and it's just like, and really what that is, is just their projection of their own insecurity. Like you're triggering something in them that they're not comfortable to share. And so you're doing it. So they're like, I'm going to come after you. That's, mm. that's really most of the time what it is. What's it been like watching? Cause you've kind of had this bump early on in your life together where your paths have crossed. Then you've kind of played a little bit together as well, but then you've now recreated a new like relationship as mm. mates and now kind of in a way as like kind of your, your brands are colliding as well mm. what's that journey been like deal oh well 
I don't, it's got goosebumps then. I don't know. I've mm. never really thought about it like that. Like, mm. you know, the way that I like to see things is like Dan and I are just really good friends. And mm. like we like we are really just we've been mates for a long time. Like Dan's got his best mates, I've got my best mates, mm. but we have something together that's quite nice. special. So it's yeah. not like when we don't live in each other's pockets. Mm. We we don't need to talk every day. We, we we're just like just mates. We're part of each other's life. Yeah. Um but I think that yeah, to tell our story a little bit more like we we're mates in AS. Dan went to Gold Coast. I went to Carlton. You know, do your own thing for a bit. Really randomly one day, I was speaking to a recruiter like, Dan's coming to Carlton. Bang, straight away, I just messaged him. I said, mate, get yourself mm. uh, to Carlton. Um, bang, like we're on again. Then I went to Sydney and it was hard to keep in contact again. Mm. And, and it's, it's always been like that for us, but we've always just stayed in that linear friendship. So um, I think that that's the my favourite thing about being mates with Dan is we don't have to check in every day. We don't have to be friends, yeah. but we just know that when we, we're together, it's, it is like it, it always has been. You mm. can just drop in. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I feel yeah. the same. Like we, yeah, our, our paths have crossed over and drifted apart, but we've always, I don't know, I guess you and I have really never spoken about it, this yeah, bond where he does have his best mates, I have mine, but we have a friendship where I know if there's anything serious in my mind, if I need someone to call straight away or just, you mm. know, uh, mentally something's happening, it's deal. If I've got a, a funny joke that I need to tell someone straight away, <laughs> it's deal. It's just a great friendship. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. we we'll are always, not, you know, in each other's lives, um, but we're not there daily yeah. at each other. Yeah. And it, it's nice because I think, of, you know, a lot of our work with staff and kind of comes from the origin of the man cave is developing like guys who have range in their identity. So mm. days where you can be like funny and playful and a bit ridiculous and other days where you can be like deep and raw and honest. Mm. And I think, you know, and some relationships are just like that and it's mm. extraordinary. Like I've got mates who are just like, you know, my brother's for life. And but then I've also got mates who are, for some reason, they're just my D&M guys. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I just, oh, yeah, just yeah. drop in. I'm like, I don't know why, but something in our personalities just click. We drop yep. in and we just go. Yeah. I think a little bit with us as well, without probably even knowing that, we're probably doing the same thing and can relate to the same stuff we're going through. So mm. doing his podcast, the pressures with that, content-wise, the pressures yep. with doing that. Um, got people accountable that are waiting for stuff on you. Yeah. Knowing what we're going through kind of um, helps with that friendship and understanding each other a little bit. Yeah, you, you've got the lived experience of each other's worlds. And mm. like that's the thing that, you know, your best mates, unless they're on a similar path, there's, there's no way, they can know an idea of it, but they'll never know what you guys, you know, it, it, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but mm. like, you know, when you go out at night, like just the pressure to be the guy, you know, yeah. or like, and because and people develop such an intimate relationship with you because, you know, they're plugging you in and listening to you guys, you know, drive home, in the shower, like on a flight, whatever it is, like you're a part of their lives. Yeah. Which is great. It's really cool. Crazy. It's really crazy. And it, but it's as yeah. cool and incredible it is that it can always be really scary. Yeah. And it's something that we'll never take for granted, no. but like... It's so funny. Like these things have been happening to me lately and I love this, but it, it makes me feel like I'm going fucking crazy. Like I'll be walking. Can we swear on this show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Sure. okay. Shit. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. We were walking. I was walking down the street the other day and this guy came up to me and goes, Dale, how you going? And I was like, fuck, where do I know this bloke from? Like, I, I definitely know him. I've definitely met him before. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I remember this guy. And the whole time in this conversation, I'm like, oh my God, I just can't remember your name. I'm so sorry. And I got to the end, it's like, mate, I'm so sorry. I've just gone so blank. Like, what was your name again? Where did we meet? He goes, we don't know each other. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, people just come up to you yeah. and it's the best thing because they yeah. feel mm. like that for me is nearly the biggest compliment because yeah. it feels like they know me yeah. and it feels like they know Dan. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. like, mate, love the show. Da, da, da. And you're just like, oh my God, like, we are, mm. we're creating these people 
yeah. um, and these relationships that we don't even know we have, mm. but they're there. And it's yeah. it's honestly one of the most rewarding parts of the show to feel like someone is, is like, we're mates without even knowing we're mates. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a, a show like List Cloggers as well, like over COVID, you know, we're both, and even we're still in whatever COVID is now, like the joy right mm. the, the laughter the mm. silliness the banter like it's actually it is a gift back to people going through pretty tough times yeah. you know so it almost doubles down as like a vice for them to just go this is actually i get so many lols out of this you know mm. and i think that's something to reflect back to you guys yeah it was definitely i think it's definitely a vice for us that's what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. best yeah. thing coming here and recording for a couple of hours and like just only thinking about stuff we're talking about like trying to be funny make each other laugh like it's been great mentally yeah i know for me to come in here and just for two hours you yeah. know, a week i'm coming yeah. and, and being funny trying to be funny make jokes with my yeah mate. yeah i genuinely think that we would do it even if we weren't yeah. people listening because like it, sometimes we forget that yeah, people, yeah, yeah yeah i do forget that people listen sometimes yeah and until we release it and i was like oh sam can you actually edit that out probably yeah. shouldn't have said that <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that i think i just fired yeah, yeah <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that can you take that out please <laughs> so who left footy first uh well well let leave i chose to leave but yeah. i saw the writing on the wall yeah. so yeah. i left yeah. how two years you went no, no, one year before me. One year before you. Yeah. No, no. No, two. No, 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 we left the same year. We left, we left Carlton the same, the same year, year and I retired. I left. You kept going for a bit. I went to Sydney for two years. So he, yeah. uh, we, yeah. we left Carlton the same time. Yeah. Dan retired. Yeah. I got delisted. Yeah. Then I got I went to Sydney after oh, that for two years. That. Yeah. Okay. And so in your retirement, what was the transition like? So I got mates, some who play professional sport. I was actually chatting to one of the commercial directors at one of the, the footy clubs not too far from here. And he was saying that like one of the biggest challenges with like ex-players is a lot of them leave on tough terms. Mm. And he's like, how do we build this sense of like legacy and pride and mostly wanting to get the guys back into the club? Yeah. Um, it's so hard. Super hard. So, and then there's the identity shift of this is who I was and so much support structure around me. Mm. And then now, see you later, mate. You know, thanks for coming. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Super tough. It's yeah, it's like when you're playing footy, you're like, oh, I'm God's gift here. I'm so yeah. good. I'm not, playing, I'm not playing a game, but geez, I'm like talk of the town. Yeah, this. Yeah. And then when you leave a footy club and you get thrown into the, the scrap heap, it's like, oh, I've got nothing here. Like, mm. I don't even know who I am. Like, yeah. I need, I've got no schedule. Like, everything's just gone. What am I going to do next? So, personally for me, like, it was probably the toughest period of my life. Mm. Um, not knowing what was next. Didn't really plan for that next phase of my life. I just thought it'd be okay. I'll find something. Yeah. I'll play local footy somewhere. Someone will give me a job somewhere. I I'm not passionate about anything, but I'll land on my feet. Took, like, did not happen at yeah. all. Yeah. I, just, I went into commercial real estate. Hated it. Yeah. But it was a job. Yeah. So, I'll do that. I'll play local footy. Like I just lost all my identity. Mm. Didn't know who I was. I was trying to find who I was. Yeah. Because I, growing up playing footy, there's Daniel, the footy player, 16, 17, 18, drafted. Now he's Daniel, the AFL player. Daniel, 25, who is he? Yeah. I don't even know that. And also no chance for you to really find out who you are. Mm. Like, because you've always been around in the structure. Where, yeah. You know, where things are, you know, given to you, taken care of, you instructed what to do. And then suddenly now, but also like people outside it's such a like a small group of people who have that same experience as you like mm. most of the world doesn't you know and so even like a sense of like i imagine loneliness trying to connect with others and reintegrate back into life yeah well i, I felt like i didn't have any friends unless yeah. they were footy players like yeah. i generally had 
no friends. My family's from Adelaide. That was never an option of going back to Adelaide because mm. that was just too comfortable. Yeah. I could easily go back to home to mum and dad and set myself back up again, but I don't want to be in Adelaide yeah. as much as I love them. Yeah. So I felt like I had to find my friends again and find myself at the same time and it took like two, three years to do that. Yeah, of course. I can only last 12 months I've kind of found myself. Yeah. And wow. um, yeah, it's been a lot, like a lot of downs mm. there's been some ups it's been great recently but downs after that like dark places yeah that um people don't see because we do list clogs and we try and make people and, laugh and, and you're the funny guys yeah, yeah you're funny guys but no yeah. one sees like yeah like it's only been good recently like mm. things were tough real tough tough, tough. Yeah. yeah and then there's also the pride i imagine that would come with it you know because you want to make it out of there you're used to being a high performer like i'll get through it but then it's like we all need help mm. you know at certain times so were there people that supported you to go through that kind of two, three period, two, three year period? Yeah. I th- like you said, the, you know, being a male, I was like, I don't need help. I'm yeah. fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And six months go by. Okay. I'm still in the same spot. Just yeah. don't think about it. Go a big weekend. Forget about it. Yeah. And then you get to Monday. Like, okay, well, all those problems are still here. Yeah. It's the worst thing. So I didn't really reach out to, to anyone. Um, and I wish I did. Yeah. I 100% wish I did. I just recently started speaking to a psych. Like things are obviously better. Yeah. yeah. It's been the best thing I've done is speak awesome. to someone. But at the time, like I just did not think to do that. I just yeah. wanted to get myself out of this hole. Yeah. Um, and it was super tough. And it was only until I, I wanted to make the decision to find myself. Yeah. And that was putting myself around better people. Nice. So getting myself closer to people like Dill. You know, he's goal orientated. He's got mm. he's got drive. Not being against the other mates who just live for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And want to you know yeah. piss their life away. Yeah. Um. But that yeah, super super tough. But last twenty four months, I've found myself and my drive and my passion, and um, it's been great. But speaking to someone's been the best thing. Oh, mm. mate, the the way I've heard it, seeing a psychologist is it's like the windscreen wipers for your mind. Mm. You know, and it's just like it's kind of crazy that we don't have more in place to support our emotional world it's like mm. you know we've got this whole industry around like personal training you know yoga f45 it's like but then where like the inner world is where it all comes from mm. so yeah i think that's really powerful because i reckon you know there'd be a lot of people listening a lot of people who know you who would you know not have seen that side of you mm. so thank you for sharing that mm. and then the other side of it is like some people probably going through their own shit right now and just to hear that from you from someone who's lived it mm. is really powerful yeah um sure. thanks no massive yeah, no, and just, just a, it does get better. Like, it definitely does. At the time, you don't think it, it's going to. Yeah. And then um, the craziest, the best thing I ever did was tell my dad. And I was like, I was so scared of telling dad because I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be like less of a son, less of a male, but I'm going to tell you that I'm really, really struggling. Like, mm. I'm not in a good spot. Like, I'm crying every day. Like, yeah. I don't want to get out of bed. Best thing I ever did was tell him. And he said, like, Daniel, I'm going through the same thing. Oh, my God. And it was like, whoa, like, Wow. wow. If it can happen to to my dad, who was like in my mind, the the strongest, you know, most macho mm. man ever, happens to everyone. And that was awesome. And awesome. how about just like a moment for your dad, who you know, who's the hero, right? But mm. then actually, in that moment, you gave him the permission to share his vulnerability yeah. with you. Yeah, like amazing. that's an extraordinary gift to receive. You know, as a father figure from yeah. your son. Yeah, amazing. And that that's a that's a those moments of like pure authenticity or vulnerability are just like. You wouldn't change any, like, no money in the world no. for that moment, right? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Best moment we've had as a father-son. Oh, amazing. Dill, transitioning out of sport for you. Can you I know? say something before yeah. that? Because I remember, oh, actually. Uh, mm. No, nah, 
come back to it. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, it's to do with Dan and I's story, but I just remember, fuck. Hmm. I should have reached out a bit more. Yeah. So we don't yeah, know. We don't know. You don't know, and that's yeah. you know. And I can clearly see how much you care for him now, man. If you were to reach out, what what would you have said to him? No, well, I was actually I was actually pissed off because mm. I was like, mm. I didn't know, and I was like, I mean, when I moved to Sydney, and I was like, I'm trying to like set something up with this bloke, but he never wants to like. Mm. I thought that he didn't want to do something. I thought it was me, and I was like, well, what's wrong? But realistically, like a lot of the time you think personally that yeah. you don't know that someone else is going through something going through it yeah yeah so that was a hard thing so i was just i didn't know yeah and you guys have never talked about this before no, no never no, no. But, but yeah again you don't know unless like i probably was acting like an absolute fuckhead like probably thought i was pushing him away but because yeah. yeah. we don't speak about it and just the way we're brought up don't speak about your feelings because you don't know how people are going to react and you don't totally. want to be seen differently so yeah that's yeah and it takes now for us to sit down and talk about it to be like mate i wasn't pushing you away like, yeah, yeah i crazy. want you in my life and we've it never probably done would that. have been a lot famous a lot quicker <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i just think it also like just want to, this is a beautiful moment mm-hmm. you know and i just don't want that to be lost like yeah. i think you guys are extraordinary role models you know just to demonstrate the power of like beautiful mateship mm. you know and and I think that is, to, to your point, too, I don't want to lose that. Like, yeah. sometimes, you know, people are going through so much shit, they're not running back to my messages, like, yeah. they're flaky, you mm. know, and it's like, fuck, they're going through... Their own thing. Their own yeah. thing, right? Yeah, and I think that's... That. Yeah. We've just got our own inner world. And there's, like, you know, just what I want to give to you, you're not a bad person at all no. for thinking that, right? It's just, we, we only have the information that we have at that time, mm. you know? And so... I can feel it right now. Like there is, you know, and again, as blokes, we probably don't tell our mates we love them enough, but mm. you can feel it right now. And mm. I think that's quite quite extraordinary. Mm. Actually, how would you describe this moment for you right now? <sighs> I cry a lot these days. Fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty special, man. Like it's probably been something that, mm. you know, we know how much we love each other. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. But yeah, I think that there was a really tough time, man. I think I feel mm. a lot indebted mm. because I, I know that I should have, been better than i was um Mm. um and it wasn't better as like i was trying really hard but i just didn't probably respect what like i don't know the depth of what he's going through whereas you know dan would be the first person to say he's not the easiest bloke to Mm. open up yeah Yeah. you know i've never heard him like we've had a few big conversations like this it's not the first time we've had a probably Mm, a cry together but um yeah yeah it was just really really hard because you know i was I was selfishly going, mate, let's do some stuff. Let's yeah, do this. And, we, you know, I knew that there was something else going on. Or he was doing other decisions. Like you said, he was probably in a stage where he's like, I don't want to face this. I'm just going to go and, mm. you know, go out with the boys and have fun. Yeah. Um, but it was sort of, yeah, it was tough. And I just wish I knew what I knew now because I would have been a lot. I wouldn't have been, um, yeah, because he would know. There's plenty of times where I was, I was like, fucking, you know, mm. what the fuck, mate? Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. Grilling him, yeah, yeah, grilling, right? and, yeah. and it, knowing that that's actually the worst thing I could have done yeah. at that stage. The best thing I could have done was just say, "Mate, let's how are you?" Like, yeah. Let's, yeah, But again, you know, think about our upbringing as young Australian men. We're not taught to know no. how to reach out to your mate. No. Like when you're going through shit or I'm going through shit, it's like 
first of all, I don't know how to go through shit because mm. we're not taught about it. We're taught to go do it quietly or you get you know bullied or paid out if you show any vulnerability. Yeah. And mm. then also when our mate is struggling, we kind of panic. We're mm. like, fuck, I don't know how to hold this. Yeah. I haven't got the training ground, you know, time in the ring to be able to go, man, are you okay? Do you mind if I ask you any more questions? Like, do you need anything right now? We're just not shown that, you mm. know? And, and I think coming back to what we're doing with Man Cave, which mm. is kind of, you know, important part of stuff is just having moments like this with teenage boys, mm. you know, from the ages of like 12 years onward mm. with thousands of boys. So mm. instead of waiting till it gets to crisis point, it's yeah. like, fuck, let's get preventative about this. Yeah. So it actually, you know, there's a friendship there that I know that I can reach out to you no matter what. Yeah. It's like, how much difference would that make if, you know, all blokes, all people had that available? Mm. Yeah. So. And it's like, it's just so like bizarre. This feels unreal. Like, Talk yeah. about this and have a cry together and hmm. and all that, but oh no, I'm not crying. <laughs> like <laughs> no, the day, just it shouldn't. It's done and it is hard, but it shouldn't be hard to tell someone how you're feeling or how much you love them. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Isn't I it? wish when yeah. I was going through my stuff, like, and it's how I felt and how I do feel now. Like, deal inspires me every day mm-hmm. to do shit, to yeah. be better, to like keep striving. Like he does, the bloke doesn't stop. Yeah, like, he'll, he'll call me mid going from one thing to another. I'm like, mate. <laughs> I like bag him for being so busy, but yeah. then I put the phone in. I'm like, this bloke's amazing. Yeah, man. Like, just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. So it's good. It's good to talk. Yeah, it is. Totally, Unreal. man. Yeah. And you should tell me that more. It's on camera. Yeah. Oh, we're just like, it's a real privilege to be here with you no, guys. I mean, I'm no, I'm privileged. It's extraordinary how much is just below the surface, you know? Mm, yeah. and, and, you know, a lot of guys would have this with their you know, close mates or best mates or just mates they're friends with. Like, mm, yep. And I think you guys just role modeling this is, it's just real, yeah. you know, and that's what it is. Um, do you, I'm going to shift into yeah. your, your transition out of sport. Um, you've, you've kind of talked a little bit about this in the, the Dylan Friends potty. Yep. How have you navigated like the, the multiple identity shifts? Because you've kind of got to go out on a limb to set something like this up. Like yep. you're putting yourself out consistently pretty rawly and pretty vulnerably as well and we're talking with um zach seidler recently how you know a couple episodes with i think it was the episode with zach where you're like you know even saying mental health was a big deal yeah you know and now you know you just i think a phenomenal role model for just finding the edge yeah Mm -hmm. how's your transition out of sport been um transition out of sport yeah look there's so like so many bits to that but i think the biggest thing for me was when I was in footy and when I was leaving, like, I, you know, I'd signed four one-year deals and I knew that time was, was mm. uh, imminent. And I just think that in a way, and I know this sounds really strange and I, I hope this even makes sense, but ego sometimes gets a, be, a really mm. bad connotation to it. Mm. And I think that for me, I knew that my footy career wasn't going to work the way I wanted to. But my ego or maybe my drive, whatever it was, I was like, there's no way this is going to define me. Like, yeah. I was like, there's no way like people are going to be like, oh, that's that guy that, mm. you know, played footy and, and did this. So when I finished, I was just like, it was almost like I was, it was like, I took it personally and I was like, I need mm. to be not successful in a way of like people knowing who I am or anything, but be successful in terms of like love my job, be happy with my life and do what I want to do and that's the way I measured success I was like it's not about money it's about coming to a workplace every day with good people nice. doing fun shit yeah. and I was like I don't want to change that like I don't want to go and just do something for the sake of doing it um, mm. so yeah did that happen easily no definitely not like yeah. I went and worked at Thread I'd be for six months fucking hated it mm. like no I was like really really hated it 
but I think like Dan said as well, sometimes you need to do that yeah. to work out what you want exactly. um, and you're not going to always have a really easy ride and even now, you know, like I wake up sometimes and I'm like, fuck, like am I dreaming? Like, hmm. But it scares me and I'm like, yeah. you got to get up and fucking do because mm. I don't want to lose it. So yeah. I just have to keep going. Um, probably a little bit unhealthy to be honest. Like uh, there's, there needs to be a bit more of a balance with it but I'm loving what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, love working with Dan, love working with Sam, mm. love working with you. Um, yeah, I think that's a long question, long answer to a short question, but yeah, take it, yeah, send wherever you like. Whenever I don't, I just find I'm just talking, I go, I don't know what the question is, but yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what question. I say too. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. And then, yeah, I think I want to come back to like masculinity and our models of manhood as well, mm. because I think you know, you talked about your dad mm. um, before Dan and like the role, you know, him being a hero for you and, mm. you know, Dil, I know you've talked about your mm. dad as well and, you know, I had a conversation with my dad this week that I got a bit emotional talking to him as well and this, there's this interesting thing about being like kind of the young buck and the old bull, you know, mm. we kind of put these these old fellas on this pedestal and, and like in my experience, it's like I just really want to make my dad proud. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it is and, mm. you know, I've done some real dumb shit over the years which is not you know result in him being proud i'm sure but you know i think it's that's kind of my, my experience that's the hope of like many sons is trying mm. to you know make your dad proud so i'm just curious like what i'll probably start over here mate what's your what's been your journey with manhood like you know who have you looked up to like has that shifted over the years or what it means to be a good man to you mm. what's your journey been i think growing up definitely dad yeah like you see dad and how and it's back to that stereotypical mm. you know, macho man. Like my dad doesn't show any emotion. He's mm. a real man's man. Loves his beer. Yeah. Loves his mates. Loves laughs. Loves a good time. Like he's never sad down. There's no bad patches. Yeah. So growing up and seeing that and, you know, reflecting like oh, I've got to be like that now. Mm. I can't be sad. I can't have other feelings. Like I've got to just be what everyone wants me to be. Yeah. Um, and then growing up and moving away from home not having dad in my life day to day anymore and not knowing, you know, well, what's num- now a teenager? Yeah. What do I do? How, what's a man actually yeah. do? And then just through a lot of errors, like yeah. fucking up a lot and then be like, okay, a man doesn't do that. Throwing, just throwing emotions. So relationships, burnt through relationships that yeah. I shouldn't have and mistakes in those um, and just learning what, it, what it's like to be a man and own your shit, own your, your mental health as well. Yeah. It's been a huge one of late. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know I opened up to Anna more and more I've got this big thing and I speak to Anna and, and other people about it about bottling up I do this thing where I just bottle and bottle and bottle yeah. and I say I'm okay and nothing's wrong and then all of a sudden this bottle just goes bang yeah as a massive explosion yeah and it's the worst thing I, I'm just I'm working this right now so talking about things being more open with especially my fiance Anna um seeing a psych's been great and just not doing that anymore um because not being a man to bottle things up I get nothing out of it except you know when this bottle burns and, yeah. and breaks everywhere yeah. everyone around me suffers it's an explosion yeah we, we use it's we use this analogy in the man cave program for teenage boys around the glass bottle mm. we literally say it's like you get these rocks in this bottle every day you know a bit of stress a bit of banter goes too far you, you know you're overwhelmed you didn't get back to that person you're just putting these rocks in this bottle and eventually it does explode and it can you know some people it's you know violence some people it's anxiety some people it's like depression um 
But again, no one tells us that we can just learn to take the lid off the bottle and put a bit out and then mm. put the lid back on. Mm. And, and it's a muscle, you know, and mm. it's just tight. Similar to, you know, learning to ride a bike, learning to, you know, go to the gym. It's like we, it's time in the ring that gives us that level of mastery in it. And I mm. think, you know, seeing a psych is just that consistent time where you can just get your unfiltered attitudes, your unfiltered beliefs. You don't have to worry about being politically correct at all. Yeah. It's just like, boom. And you're yeah. like, that was a bit twisted but there you go yeah. you know i remember the first time i saw a psych i think i was 24 and i remember i walked out afterwards and um it's like the world had changed i was like i was like i'd like been at a festival or something and i'd come out <laughs> and i was like blaring and like mm. you know i was like wow this is i didn't know what to do i felt mm. incredibly shaken up i had like a vulnerability hangover i was like oh my god what is happening but it aired something out in me you yeah. know it kind of created this like space and so it's like you know what i think you know, even as we've shown today, the beautiful nature of just, we don't have to go to the psych, you know, if mm. you can create friendships where often all it takes is just to go first and it, you know, as we saw again, it just sets our mates off because yeah. we, we often have such love just sitting underneath the surface. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I think in back to the manhood, like what I think a man was being like and growing mm. up now that I'd had that chat with my dad, so obvious that I mirrored everything he did growing up because yeah. he bottles and he explodes. So I did exactly what, you yeah. did because I saw you growing up and subconsciously, yeah. you know, you putting on this brave front, I started doing that yeah. and we both exploded. Yeah, <laughs> so. totally. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, we, this is a thing for parents. Often parents, you know, we parents say one thing and they don't understand why the kids won't do what they say. It's because kids do what they see. Mm. You know, it's the role modeling. It's the micro moments where they witness, you know, dad, how he behaves in a certain environment. And, and I think sometimes it takes something, it often actually takes tragedy for us to, you know, it's like a major life event, you know, it could be a, you know, a life crisis, a death or something where it all comes out and we're like, fuck, why do we wait for this? Mm. You know, and I think there's something beautiful around how do we, you know, we talked about this on the podcast the other day, play offense, not defense mm -hmm. with our relationships and our well-being. And I think, um, you know, we've all got so much emotion in us all the time and that's okay. Mm. And do I'd love to just kind of tap into your models of manhood and, and masculinity. Where did you get your versions of what it meant to be a man? Yeah, I think very similar to Dan. Um, Dad growing up, very, very similar. But I think I actually sort of learnt quite young. Um, you got role models in life, but just, you know, you can have good role models and you can have bad role models. And like one person isn't that. You can There's things that you can take out of certain things. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been really lucky. I, I grew up with an incredible mother, like mm. just an incredible mother that just, you know, love me so much mm. and um yeah there's things that i saw from you know uncles my dad you know cousins and friends that i've always just grown up being like oh i really like that that was cool or i don't like that you know mm. like i don't gamble um i do plenty of bad things don't get me wrong yeah. but like things that i've grown up with being like i could have got really into that but for some yeah. reason i was just like that's not for me yeah um so i think in a way like i'm really lucky that i had some really strong really strong um D role models what's yeah. it called like anti role models yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. I don't want to do that I've seen yeah. that and I just don't yeah. like it um, but yeah I think that one thing like I've always really lived my life by and I think this happened at a pivotal point for me where you know Dan was probably saying he was fighting himself when I left Carlton I was really finding myself mm. I was very um, insular nothing was my fault it was everyone else's problem you know I'm, I'm the bad luck story here like why is everyone you know why is all this bad shit happening to me yeah. until I realised that like no one has it out for you. Mm. Like the only person that control anything is yourself. 
Mm. And it's not what happens, it's how you react to it. Yeah. I'm not joking. Like since that day, life has just gotten so much easier. Because yeah. everything that happens to me, I control that. Mm. And even if it's bad, I control how I react to it. Mm. And it's just something for me now. Don't get me wrong. Like, I still get fucking shitty and mm. I get sad, but I snap out of it quicker because I go, you know what? What's next? What's yeah. next? Mm. And it's like a repetitive, like it's a, it's a muscle, it's a twitch. And I was like, no, what's next? I've got to go to this. I've got to go to this. Because mm. I know that if I dwell on things, that's when I get really down or mm. I can form into bad habits. But um, yeah, it's, it's a big one. Yeah. And I think it's yeah, reflect back on like, how do you let yourself feel the feeling? Because all feelings are okay. We're allowed mm. to feel everything. Sometimes we attach different levels of like meaning and significance on other feelings. And we're kind of sold this narrative that we have to be happy all the time. Yeah. No, I'm not happy. No. It's like, no. it's like, got to be happy I'll all the time. I wasn't happy you know? when Dan pressed our website live a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and sold how? 700 pieces of merch that fuck the whole website they had to come in here for a week and pack them all I, I wasn't very happy then and I'm not very happy thinking about it that was alright yeah it's good business it's a good business it's a good business it's a good business it's a good around the team really we sat in here and just packed team bonding session didn't speak for six hours it was awesome closer for it yeah well I'll let you guys sort that out if you do want to get some merch yeah it's definitely live we'll go live soon actually we'll do it um, and then I want to talk about mateships yeah like you know I think we're we're at such an interesting point you know particularly in the world we're in we've been through like a major global crisis right Mm. and no one's experienced anything like this before you know, again, uh, just to kind of bring some context, they say that like, um, you know, the quality of our relationships, so the depth of our relationships is one of the one, like the most important things for the longevity of our life. So not necessarily like how many you have, but the quality we have. Yep. Um, how have your like your respective journeys with mateship like evolved as you guys have evolved and and you know particularly having levels of profiles now as well like yeah you know yeah. it's just it's a nuanced thing yeah, yeah. oh for me I th- i've or you know this i've yeah. always been super tight circle like mm. i won't let you in if i don't yeah. get a good feeling or yeah, yeah. If i don't really trust you i've heard something like it takes a long time to you know, knock down my wall and be a part of yeah you know, be my mate yeah so i've always been like like that um i think with the pandemic uh, firstly, that's probably pushed some people out because I'm not you know, seeing yeah. them weekly. I, I don't value that friendship as much as I thought I once did. Mm. Um, it was probably not as deep and wasn't as, as a connection I thought it was. Mm. Um, and then probably getting a little bit more of a public profile, still the same thing. Like I'm super, super tight with who I hang out with. Uh, I, I don't go out to like bar clubs. I don't go clubbing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I go to pubs with mates, but then... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's about it. It gets yeah. real, real basic just because, don't know, just for, as I grew up, just yeah. real small circle, hang out with the same people, don't venture too far outside that. Yeah. Um, What's it like having almost like, you know, it's kind of the side effect of getting a profile and a brand as well, right? Like mm. you, it makes you think of like those guys who are like, you know, the big you know, Kevin Hart's, the rocks, mm. like, you know, like they would just have no privacy mm. in their life. Mm. How's that journey been for you? Not saying, you know, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're like Kevin Hart and the rock, <laughs> but yeah. you know, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. your, your privacy does get impacted and your ability to go and have a beer with your mates is yeah. like, you know, and it's fucking awesome. You get guys coming up to you or whoever coming up to you. It's mm. great. How has it been trying to just like, cause you're in the experience, like mm. you're trying to navigate it real time. Yeah. How's that been for you? Um, like it's, it's, 
firstly it's a humbling and like a grateful so that, that that's definitely part of it like you're mm. so grateful that people yeah. want to talk to you or get a photo like mm. that's the craziest thing people want to get a photo with you like why would you want like, <laughs> yeah. a photo that's so weird I've done I've done, yeah i've done literally nothing like <laughs> no. so there's that part where you're like that's awesome like yeah. i've just made that person's day with a 30 second chat or they've taken a photo which took five seconds yeah so that's great but in terms of going out to to bars and pubs and and trying to have a uh, a beer with your mates like mm. and again we're nobody like at mm. all but that kind of is gone because it's a weird thing to, to to describe it's so many people are interested in, in what you're doing and why is he there or let's get a photo with him let's try and i think sometimes catch him out doing something like yeah, that um so i've definitely pulled back on doing that stuff yeah um and if i do i'm there for like two beers and i'm out yeah so it's definitely become tougher yeah um but I guess, I guess anyone who's got a profile would go through the same stuff. Yeah. Like stuff, life just does change. Yeah. Like in right now, the, ours, the only problem we have is people bugging us, which isn't bad at all. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. like I've got to, I don't enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. Like I've- Because you're a human being and just want to have- Yeah, I just want to have yeah. my beer here and <laughs> yeah. like not have a phone in my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know it's exciting for you guys, but- Yeah. You know, I just want to be with mates. So yeah. that's, yeah. A little part of it, but yeah. nothing massive. Yeah, I just don't really hear that talked about much by people who are kind of in the public eye. Because I'm mm. like, man, you, you, it's just, you know, it's a, like anything, there's trade-offs and, you know, there's gratitude that's there. And also, you're a human being, you know, mm. trying to live your life. Mm. Um, so, I just appreciate your honesty. With yeah, that. I think, especially with list cloggers, like, and it's great. We have this, like, community where we just yeah. take the piss out of each other yeah. and, like... You know, we say stupid <laughs> shit, but like you go on the street and some people like actually seriously do. They're like, you are actually fucking ugly ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm okay, okay. whoa. I'm okay, actually, I no, seriously not- <laughs> find that so much. Like I'll go on Instagram and like we'll bag each other out about being like a piss ant. And someone's like, yeah, you are the fucking biggest loser piss ant fucking dickhead. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. And you're like, oh my God. Okay. Like, okay, that's like, whoa. Oh, oh, like, am I? Are you yeah, serious yeah, right yeah. now? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we keep going with yeah, this shit. No, there's actually been times where I'm like, Dan, you can't say that because people- are gonna like yeah. really get like, on oh, into like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like at the moment apparently I smoke meth like, and that's just <laughs> from something that's just happened and it's like you know it's like you smoke meth haha huh? you're like yeah well this mice there it's like yeah cool yeah. then it's like you fucking meth head junkie yeah, like, you're like oh my god whoa, whoa. Oh, please crazy. <laughs> just kind of on the record I yeah. smoke meth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And if yeah. we need a sponsor yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah now yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but um yeah I love mates I really find that you fun too. for me yeah. I, I really do love mm. all my friends really are like just like you said earlier they all play such different roles mm. and I'm nearly sort of quite opposite to Dan and mm. like in a way because if I have a problem I'm like I'm fucking putting it on you. Yeah. Like, and I yeah. need different people to mm. take different shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm, like, I'm so upset, I'm going to be upset by myself. Then I'm like, mm, nah, better tell someone. Nah, better tell someone I'm upset. I'm upset. And then it's like, yeah, man, we know you're upset. But um, no, I just find it like really, I just love talking to people. And mm. I find that when I talk to people, sometimes I feel like it actually helps them know that they're not the only people with problems as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love yeah i'd be nowhere without my mates like i really wouldn't i have an incredible friendship group um and it's as big as it is there's like funny like mick mulhouse told me this one day he pulled me into his office he goes how many friends do you have mate i was like well about five thousand on facebook like you know <laughs> yeah. bit, pretty popular and he's like oh you only have five people you only have five friends yeah and i was like mm, nah facebook you know mm. begs to differ with you and um Later on, you know, I've really worked that out 
at, at you know, it's not five, it's not four, it's not, but it's, you know, a handful of people. Yeah. You only need a handful of people. Yeah. You only yeah. need a handful of people yeah. in your life. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that you don't need to have, you can have a hundred friends, but you only need like a select few and you need to work out who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my partner, Justine, is just, mm. I was actually, sometimes I sit in the car and just like go, I would actually genuinely be, I don't know what I'd do without her. Like, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what the fuck I would do mm. if I didn't have her. Mm. Like, yeah. in a scary way. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to think about it because yeah. I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm. She just, oh, just, yeah, crazy. I don't want to cry again. But mm. she just like is so, she just tells me what I need to hear and yeah. she's so ruthless. Mm. I love it. Like, mm. but it's not in a, it's not in a rude way. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, Dylan, shut up. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I need to shut up. Like, this is what I need to do. Um, so yeah, I think like in terms of friendship, like she's my best friend. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got a heap of, heap of really, 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 really good friends that mm. I'm really lucky for. Yeah. Uh, I think it, there is something I find that in my relationship as well. Like there's something about the like the feminine that can just pierce oh, the yeah. masculine oh, yeah. bullshit. Oh, like yeah. and you're like, like nothing I else. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new door. Well that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I needed that. Yeah. Do you hate me? Or are you trying to <laughs> oh, are you trying to help me? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lean in for the kiss. Yeah. 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 Did I read that Um well I think that's probably the next topic I want to explore is relationships, you know, and I think you know the 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 kind of our respective journeys of kind of trial and error and like you know you know not being our best selves in respective relationships hopefully learning a bit along the way um yeah, I'd, I'd just love to hear and i might start yeah you deal like first of all where'd you meet your your partner i met justine when i was in year 11 and she was in year 12 so we've been together for 11 years um we're engaged and yeah we're getting married in in january so we're eloping just with some family nice it's really exciting but um yeah, like our relationship's been crazy. Like we, you know, met so young. And I think mm. when you meet each other so young, you, you don't even know who both you are yet. So we've sort of grown up together. And even I think, you know, she would agree. Like we probably didn't first like five years, like really even know who each other yeah. were. You know, you just yeah. like, you, you, you love each other, but you don't know each other like yeah. fully. And I think, you know, it took us like to move into each other, move in with each other. And then when we moved to Sydney, I think that got like really mm. real for us because we were like together. We had no one else to rely on. Yeah. Um, we lived together, like, you know, for two years in Sydney by ourselves. And, um, yeah, just eternally grateful for her. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't say much more. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> well, no, man. You've done to me today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, I I'm just Paul think, in the room. Yeah, it's just, you know, talking about things that matter, man. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And, you know, have, we can have the fucking banter and fun times. And then just mm. sometimes it's just, you know, the emotion wants to come I'm out. I'm really nervous because we've got our wedding in, like, January and like I don't know how the fuck I'm going to say it. anything like <laughs> I literally, literally yeah. just like pop up just on melt. the screen yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like there, so, right. just zooming in yeah. by the way like let me just say this I hate doing these podcasts because some people might think oh that's really cute like Jaz must love that Jaz fucking hates me like if you met her like Sam would know this like she works here every day and she's like Dylan fuck off like, seriously get away from me um, so she would literally hate this hate right this. now. Like, yeah. She would be hating this. Oh, yeah. well, mate. I think, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, you know, again, if we come back to like, what's the fathers we want to be, mm. you know? And like, you know, I think our, often our fathers did the best with the tools that they had, right? Mm. And I think we're allowed to stand on the shoulders of those guys and be the best fathers. And mm. I think, you know, role modeling, you know, vulnerability and open love and expression mm. is just such a, it's just not a common thing. So I think it is a real beautiful thing that you're, yeah. you're offering mm. back. And um, 
Yeah, man, and just feel your love for her. Yeah, which is funny because she's like quite um, shy. Like she's very shy. And I'm like, I have to say, tell me you love me every morning. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, I'm like, give me a kiss. She's like, don't touch me. And then I'm like, I always say, tell me one thing you're looking forward to today and tell me one thing you love about me. And she just never replies. <laughs> yeah. like, just keep trying every day. Yeah, just, just, you know, 11 years, I haven't yet got an answer yet. So yeah. I'm still waiting. One day she replied, yeah. like, what's wrong with no, you? No, but it's actually what's funny because one when she's like on occasion, she'll be like, I love you. And I'm like, Why? shut up. Weird. I'm yeah. like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like you weird. shut up. That's yeah. my thing. You know? <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Nice, man. Thanks. Yeah. And for you, my friend. Yeah. Anna, Anna fiance, um, met three years ago through mm. mutual friends, uh, on and off for ages, like a year, on for six months, then off for six, as mm. I said, uh, and then engaged um, last year, in the mm. last year. No, Congrats. started this year, sorry. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, started this year, so, but she's been like- You're in trouble. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's been literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. Like, <laughs> it is crazy. I don't know, again, like Deal said, I don't know where I'd be without her. Like, none of the shit that I'm doing would be possible yeah. without her. Yeah. Like, I see that as well. Like, sorry mm. to cut you off there, but mm. I was just saying, like, I see that with Anna and Dan because, like, Dan is so insular sometimes. Mm. She doesn't- I don't yeah. think she lets him be like that. If she's, yeah. if there's something there, she'll just she'll oh, get it out of you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and she knows. Like she knows oh, now. As soon as I yeah. come home, they know. They know. Yeah, they know something's up. Yeah. Um, but she's been great in terms of getting all my shit off the ground. Like mm. just telling me to believe myself, getting me organised. Like yeah. I've never been so organised in my life. Driven. Um, she's driven. Makes me want to do more. So. She's lived my whole life. Like, mm. I'd be absolutely fucked without her. Yeah. Like, so fucked. Like, I just do not know where I'd be or what I'd do. Yeah. Like, like, I know it's everyone says it's about their partner, but generally the best thing that's ever happened in my mm, life. Yeah. Like, you can take away everything else. And if it was just her, be unreal. So good. Yeah. Shout out to all the amazing women out there. Yeah, yeah massive. Shout massive. Out. Shout out. Um, Mine's the best. <laughs> I've talked about my partner yeah. who is extraordinary yeah. but yeah I just think the ability to find someone who can hold your bullshit call you out lift you up into the best version of yourself is just it's such a gift yeah. to have and, and we like to think that we add some value to the relationship yeah, yeah, I think so I just the other day I'm like I would be so I know I'm difficult enough like oh yeah so I, I, I just so don't know like how you do it like I would yeah. be the most annoying moody like up and down person yeah. the fact that you actually want to get married to me is yeah. like messed up like why you, you this is forever i like, won yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're doing this for the rest of our lives yeah. crazy oh crazy well, we might get them on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that would go different there we'll get cancelled yeah. um i've yet to propose to my partner oh. um would love to just hear your like what was the like the feeling like to oh, propose oh, so man so nerve-wracking i reckon it was one of the hardest things i've ever done yeah honestly mm. yeah it was so hard i remember i bought it when i got a ring and i took my mum to get the ring with me and we're getting the ring and i was coming back because i was in it was in melbourne i was going back to sydney and i remember then our mate nikki graham was getting mm. found out he was getting engaged mm. on that same weekend and i was like oh fuck well, i can't you know i'm not going to do it the same weekend it's just a bit weird so that was a mid-season buy and i was still playing giants at this stage getting finishing up at the end of the year and I was like all right, I'm gonna wait then so I mm. waited the whole second season had the ring just like hiding at home <laughs> the whole time so it ended up getting the end of that year we went to Port Douglas and I had it with me and I was like oh nah I just, I just don't feel it mm. I was like we've never been here before mm. probably never come back it's yeah. not really my yeah. like I don't I have mm. no connection to this place and um yeah then we got home and one thing we did every morning in Sydney and we we're moving home mm. and 
one thing we did every morning was we got up early, walked our dog Frank, like the same route from our house to a coffee shop, down across this bookstore, down the road, cross the road, go to our dog park every morning, watch the sunrise. Like just, it was just a staple and we just talk and everything. So I was like, we're moving home. And I was like, I loved that. That was the favorite part of my day. Nice. So I sort of just did that. Like I got up early, gave her a book and then she walked the route and, you know, in different spots told her like a bit of our story and how much like I loved her, <laughs> got a coffee. And then I was waiting at the park with Frank when she got there and um oh i still remember like even though you know yeah. <laughs> you'd hope they're gonna say <laughs> no. yes i was just like this is opportunity yeah. this might not go the way i'm planning today like you really don't know you just don't know yeah. um but that was i reckon it was probably one of the coolest things i've ever yeah. done mm. like it was like 6 a.m in this dog park and we're just like you know like crying everywhere and people walking their dogs like, what the fuck <laughs> like what the is fuck the dog dying? yeah like, what the fuck um but yeah, it was a cool experience and mm. yeah, something that I'm so happy that, you know, I've been able to to do. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, mm. if you get to do that. Yeah. When, yeah. when, yeah, yeah. when, yeah. 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 Thanks, man. Um, yeah, the same. Like I, my, Anna's from Shoreham, a suburb in the peninsula mm. and she has, she, has, she, has, she has her family home there. Um, we go there every week. She absolutely loves it. Like beautiful, a, like beautiful a heaven. Life. A heaven, beautiful so. Life. Means the world to her. Means the world to her family. So she finished work one Friday. I got her mum. They worked together. Got her mum to drive her down to Shoreham. I was there waiting on the property. Um, just to walk through her house, and I had all this like this trail of notes going mm. through the house mm. and out in the back patio, and um, got down on her knee, and a word didn't come out. I just yeah. cried the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like literally just cried and said, yeah. "Please, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, please." And then she <laughs> started crying, and it's one of the best things you'll do, though. Like. Mm. It just started, I just put so much into like perspective, like literally now and until I have a kid or, or what it might be, my whole life is just like for you, mm. like just everything's for you really. So and it's, it's good. It's growing up, I guess, back to the start of this conversation, finding who you are, like yeah. everything is for her. Mm. Yeah. Like, and then when I have a kid, eventually everything's for them. Yeah. Like just yeah, yeah. life just changes. And when you figure out who you are and what you want and surround yourself with good people, make peace with yourself. Mm. Look after yourself, you know, physically, mentally. Mm. Fuck, life's so good. Yeah. Life's unbelievable. Yeah, and in that moment, like, that was the best moment of my life. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. So, mm. Yeah. Mum was better on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting data, so yeah. I can get yeah. the yeah. best one. Yeah. 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 That's a good backup. Yeah. 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 Dog parks. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, yeah. yeah. dog park. You love dogs. Yeah. 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 Dogs. yeah. You've got a dog? Uh, get one. I yeah. Like dog. Yeah. 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 Get one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the the kind of final thing just to kind of wrap this up yep. I'm just like we do a lot of work with young men at Man Cave and mm. um, I would just love to kind of give you guys a moment to reflect back like if there's any advice that you guys would like to give to your younger self mm. um, so again doesn't have to be perfect doesn't have to be polished it's just like knowing your journey as a teenage boy what you had to go through but with a bit of hindsight that you know now any advice you would give to a younger version of yourself two things i'd just say be yourself and make mistakes mm. um best two things i've ever done just like the moment i was just like fuck this i don't care what anyone thinks mm. do my own thing and make mistakes i i love making mistakes but the one thing is i've got to learn from them mm. so just like make a mistake learn from it and they're the two biggest things that I reckon I've mm. learned for sure. Mm. Just like make as many mistakes as you can and just be yourself mm. and you'll be fine. The thing with mine, like 
BC would say like it's going to be fucking hard. Mm. Like it's going to be so hard, and you're going to think that it's not going to get better, and you're going to feel like there's no one there for you. But like it does get better. Like you just got to give it time and look after yeah. yourself. Um, like just speak, just speak. Yeah. It's not hard. Just tell someone. Yeah. Someone, mate, dad. Mm. Just tell someone. <laughs> that there's always someone that's been there. It was going through it. Like, just speak. Just speak. And and you know, a man isn't not saying anything and trying to be the blokiest bloke in the world. It's actually owning his shit and yeah. being brave enough to speak up and mm. say, "Look, I'm actually fucked at the moment." Mm. Um, yeah, and it just it just it does get better. Just stick with it. So, but you know, nice. it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be it's it's the hindsight is so funny. Like in that in the moment, you're like it doesn't get any better. Like I'm yeah. just in the worst spot in the world right now. But yeah, it's crazy how it does. And and when I was going through my stuff, I was like, people kept saying it gets better, it gets better. And you're like, no, it fucking doesn't. Yeah, and fuck yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, and stop telling me it gets better. Yeah. It doesn't get better. Yeah, but sure enough, it does. And that's it. I think, you know, they say that adversity shapes our character, mm. you know, and it's like in those dark moments, we actually find out who we are. We find out who our friends mm. are. Like, and it's, mm. they shape, you know, our entire existence, our resilience, our character, and, you know, what our goals are in life, too. So, mm. final thing I want to say I know you guys spent a lot of time together, but you've also seen another side of each other today. Mm. Is there anything that you guys want to say to each other just to wrap this up? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm, oh, <laughs> I love you so much. Like you are so inspiring. Like the shit that I'm doing now is all because of you. And like, I've never, ever told you that, but you hold all this shit together, man. Um, and I'm so grateful for you in my life because you've made everything better even if it's just this shit we're doing with Liz Cloggers or talking or just being there but you've done so much for me that I've yeah. never ever told you and I'm so 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 lucky yeah. to know you and I love you <laughs> oh. I'm just going to give him a hug yeah yeah, yeah 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 What he said, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you, brother. That's yeah. fine. Oh, I love you. Yeah. We're going to take over, man. Like, I think for us, like, yeah, it's just, it's only the beginning. Um, we're doing some cool things yeah. to sit yeah. here with two of my best mates and mm. create some incredible content and make people happy, change each other's lives. Mm. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of other people out there that were doing the same. So, mm. um, yeah, I just love you, mate. Love you all. Love you, Hunter. Love you, yeah. Sammy. Love everyone. Love Fucking you hell. Yeah, <laughs> love everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say a massive acknowledgement to you both. Yeah. Like, you you know, you have these profiles and sometimes people abuse the profile, right? And it mm. becomes about them and it becomes about their ego. And I think it's just absolute privilege just to sit here in front of you guys, really. It's a massive honour. Mm. And the world needs more men like you. You know, and I, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Mm. The what we're about to go through in the world is pretty full on, and it is really full on, and we need more men leading from their heart. So I just want to say a massive thank you to you, and um, you know, I just got a lot of respect for you both, and so thanks for just being so generous with us today. Of course, thanks for giving us a platform, yeah. man. I, you know, we might not have ever even had this conversation if we weren't here today. So 
Yeah. Unless it was after maybe fifteen beers, but yeah. you don't you yeah. don't remember it. No, so yeah. that's it. Yeah, true. Um, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice, and it's nice that you know, hopefully when people listen, they can resonate with their friends yeah. and might kick some stuff for them because um, we're just humans, man. Mm. We make mistakes. Yeah, we're we're funny for like an hour a week. Yeah, and then after that, we go back into living life. We're normal people. We get sad. We get depressed. We get yeah. fucking. Same shit. Like yeah, we all have stress. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, to be honest, why the show is successful. Yeah. Um, because we aren't trying to tell people that we're not. So no, we're yeah. just trying to keep your shit together as well. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying we our have best. no idea what we're <laughs> doing. No what we're doing, but... <laughs> we don't know what we're <laughs> no, doing. No, we're trying our best. So, no, yeah. thank you though. Like, as, as Deal said, and we wouldn't never have this chat, like, coming here and talking mm. just openly with you and with each other best thing like, i feel amazing right now yeah as much as we're crying yeah and, you know your red cry. eyes you're yeah. crying yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing feel yeah. so good so it's been yeah. great i think and exactly it's the you know we're talking about the glass jar right this is an opportunity for yeah. the lid to yeah. be poured out of the glass mm. jar so Which, yeah yeah and i think just you know for anyone listening we'll put in you know some tips around what you can do for your own mental health you yeah know, if, you, if you've got things going sure. on if you want to learn how to have these chats with your mates as well it's like it's it's always there as an option mm. so yeah Thank you, or just jump on a podcast. Hey, yeah, yeah. Just do a podcast and cry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just you could, you could go and see a medical professional <laughs> or you can go on a podcast and cry. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast or got some value out of it, we'd love your help to grow this thing. You can subscribe to the channel, share it with your mates or show us some love on socials. We want to impact as many lives as possible and we'd love your help in getting this out there. Thanks again.